Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, discuss the Silver Age comic Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter. Ella Plum Rowland. And, I don't know, what would you say that we do? I'm going to just throw it to you from now on. Okay. Um, we kind of go through the comic and we criticize it and enjoy it sometimes, get really mad at it other times, and just kind of summarize it. Just all in all, just him kind of keep it, keep it light for the most part. Try occasionally, to. Occasionally. Occasionally having to, uh. Not do that. Not keep it light. Do stuff under protest. Stuff like that. To be fair, I do have reasons for doing. Oh, stuff I'm not under saying that protest. you don't. I'm not. Just, I'm not saying that you don't. Okay. So, um, how is everything going? Meh. Just meh. Meh. Well, I am. I'm very tired. But here I am, recording I'm with my daughter. Very unhappy with some of my teachers, but I'm here recording. <laughs> okay. Well, we won't. I don't think we're going to address that at this point. Yeah. I don't want to. Uh, you know, I don't want to incur any uh, wrath. Probably best. Ah, uh, yes, because all of my teachers totally know about and listen to this podcast. Well, I did pass around a memo. Tell me you didn't. No, I emailed them all. Yeah. <sighs> I know you're joking, but still, don't ever do that. Why not? Because. <laughs> because why? Okay, we're going to read the comic book now, Dad. All right. We start, as we always start, with the cover. Uh, It is Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. It is July of 1961. Woohoo! And... We're still in the 60s. In the early 60s. Woohoo! This is way before... Like, hippies were just kind of becoming a thing they were still more it was still more about the beatniks okay the 60s that we all know of as the 60s really didn't come until after the kennedy assassination i think okay we see jimmy olsen he is a he is riding a giant ant and in the giant ant in the giant ant's mandibles Yep, that's the word. Official term. We see a large piece of kryptonite, and then we see Superman in front of that kryptonite. Running away. Well, feeling its powers. And uh, Jimmy is there astride the... uh, Is that astride? Is that right? Is that Mm. proper? Sitting on... Sitting on top of the ant saying, Move closer to Superman with that kryptonite. Lelanix, he is our enemy. I obey... And then... The ant is saying, I obey, Master Olsen. We must destroy Superman if we are to rule the world. Um. Yes? No. I don't think it's Lilanix. I think it's either, I think it's Lanix like llama. Yanix? It's either Yanix or Lanix like llama. Lanix? Ah. There's no M in there anywhere, so I don't know why you said Lanix. Lanix? There, All right, so, right. yes, it is spelled L-L-A-N-I-X. So I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce that, uh, and we'll get to that uh, when we're in the story anyway. All right, so so the name of the, this, the story is featuring Jimmy Olsen, 
King of the Giant Ants. Woohoo. And then we go to the inside cover, and on the inside cover we see... Frontier Log Cabin. Which uh, we have all now identified as a big scam. I still want it to be real. Well, yes. Of course, we all want it to be I real. I want a giant log cabin. Well, I think when you get older, anything you want to do, you can do. No, that's not how that works. No, it's true. You can't, like, turn into a beetle or anything <laughs> it's you know it's uh we, this has been identified as a big scam and it's a dollar five for four dollars it's essentially a big sheet that i guess you put over stuff mm. or you're supposed to like find your own box although the way that it is set up it's it's just to like you know that it's there all right so then we have 204 revolutionary war soldiers we have Soldiers. Right. We have, uh, you know, dragoons, infantrymen, cavalry, all those other people. and you German can... mercenaries. Hessians, as they are called. De- re- recreate your own battles <laughs> of the Civil War. Not the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. That brings us to our uh, first story. Do you, want to, do you want to read it or shall I read it? Uh... I don't know. Okay, your indecisiveness has made me move forward <laughs> to say Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Several times before, you've seen Jimmy Olsen, Superman's young pal, become elastic lad and stretch his body into the weirdest shapes. Now you'll see Jimmy in his supreme test as an elastic contortionist as he battles the toughest wrestlers in America in a winner-take-all contest and... You can't possibly imagine the amazing holds Jimmy will invent in Elastic Lad's wrestling match. And so, we see Jimmy Olsen dressed in his Elastic Lad. The reason why we know that he's Elastic Lad... It says it on the back. Right, is that he's wearing uh, an outfit that says Elastic Lad. And uh, inside is uh, a guy who looks like a wrestling manager... And then a guy dressed in a Superman costume, but... Does not look like Superman. Clearly does not look like Superman. And he says, "Uh uh-oh, here comes the ugly Superman. The world's champion wrestler. Beating him should be a snap for me now that I've got elastic powers. Now, are you familiar? You are not familiar with the character of... The ugly Superman? The ugly Superman. No. He is actually... He's been in more than one issue. He actually started in uh, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. Okay. He... Did he like Lois? Ugly Superman. And Lois did not want to date him? Correct. But eventually, he becomes handsome Superman, or gorgeous Superman. Isn't that just regular Superman? No, not in this case. I guess he's more gorgeous. I'm not sure. But manner of plastic surgery. He is other tries to clean up his act to try to make himself attractive to Lois Lane, which, you know, doesn't really work. Okay, so we start the story at the offices of the Daily Planet. Jimmy Olsen is trying out a jiu-jitsu move. And he says, hey, Clark, can you help me out? And Clark says, sure, I'll just take off my glasses. 
And so there's Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter. Mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper who is, in fact, uh, Superman with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Who just uses his glasses to disguise the fact that he is Superman. Exactly. Who takes, takes off, off the his glasses, glasses. And looks at Jimmy and is like, all right, do your move. And at no, no point. One. At no point does anyone. No one. Which then continues to hold to my theory that everybody in Metropolis suffers from face blindness. No one. <laughs> it is. It is ridiculous. These people. So, um, now, certainly, we could spend an hour complaining These about... people! About how Clark Kent is standing right in front of Jimmy. Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper without his glasses on. He's, he looks exactly like Superman, and at no point in time does Jimmy go, hey... Yeah, Clark, it's funny. You look exactly like Superman. Right. So Jimmy flips him, and Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, says, of course I'll let Jimmy throw me. But wouldn't he be shocked if he knew he had taken on Superman? My God. So uh, what you find out Does is Does Superman that... have some magic, like... Glamour spell or something. I'm not sure. I I think there is a there was like a a reason behind it. Something like hypnotized. Something involving hypnosis, which of course is BS again. But but so many things are BS exactly. in this universe that I would be willing to let it slide if there was an actual explanation given. Exactly. And this is all kind of the brainchild. Like, a lot of this, like, a lot of this ridiculous stuff happened under the tenure of the editor-in-chief of DC Comics, Julius Schwartz, who was the editor-in-chief of DC Comics forever. I actually met him a couple of times. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was also a member of something called First Fandom. He was at the first science fiction convention in Philadelphia. Ever? Ever. In like the late 30s, I think. No, I think maybe was that the late 30s or the late 40s. That's cool. Yes, but uh, later it has like come out that perhaps there is some me tooness to, mm. um, to him. Mm. Which is a shame mm. but it was you know they sort of as stuff that got really overlooked mm-hmm. at the time and even to this day there's still a lot of really heavy duty well not, i guess not not really heavy duty but there is definitely a lot of female bias i'm not saying it's terror i'm not saying it's not better than it has been it is somewhat but it's definitely like there aren't a lot, there just aren't a lot of female comic book artists or comic book writers in the mainstreams. There are some that do smaller comics, mm-hmm. but but the mainstream ones, there aren't a lot of females. For I do not want to speculate 
maybe I do, but I'm not going to because because uh, once again, because like the whole like Clark Kent mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper being without his glasses, it's something that I could talk about for a long time, but I won't. So the, what you find out is that Jimmy is going to the Metropolis Arena where he's going to cover a wrestling event where they are offering $5,000 to, to the man can last an hour. An hour. Now, fighting for five minutes is hard. Right. Fighting for an hour like, could kill a person. If a wrestling match, like professional wrestling match, because, okay, when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of professional wrestling matches. If a professional wrestling match went on for an hour, those people were exhausted. Absolutely. Like, they couldn't, they would, you know, and... They would be just throwing themselves at there, each other. there are no breaks. Like, there were no breaks. There are no, like, in this one, I guess they're going to have, like, breaks and, like, people will, because they'll bring different people out. Because there's a yeah. whole stable of wrestlers there. And so, first comes out a guy named... But, like, that's not fair in any measure. It really is a terrible... Like, that's set up so... Like, it's a carnival thing, so of course it's right. set up like this. But still, like, well, that's just blatantly... Well, also, it's a professional wrestling thing. Impossible. This is, you know, this is a lot of... They want to make sure that nobody actually walks away with... $5,000. dollars $5,000. So, uh, first thing happens is a guy named Mac the Martian comes out. And he comes out uh, in a Martian hat of some kind and he faces a guy named blubber ben and blubber ben of course um completely lays waste to mac the martian and then there's no no i forgot it i don't like this and then there's totem tom no so blubber ben actually on while in the ring smacks the teeth out of Mac the Martian. And everybody's like, oh my god, but Jimmy... It's dentures. It's like, this is totally fake. Which, you know, it is. Right. And so he's like, Totem Tom? It's like, that. he's not even, he's not even really a, a, a real Native American, which... He's not. He's not, but here's, the, here's another thing. In Westerns, there are so many not native americans yeah, like how many like a ton of like jewish guys and italian guys playing yeah, native americans and among among them there was actually there's a a wrestler named that i grew up with his name was chief j strongbow and he was in he was sort of a throwback to around this time probably a little bit later but he was uh white i believe he was also he was italian Mm. And um, and just you know he had the whole headdress and tomahawk chop no. and woo, 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 woo. yeah like a lot of stuff no. that was that no. that was very problematic. No. So Jimmy's like, all right, it's time for Jimmy Olsen to step in. He's like, I know what I'll do. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna put on my elastic lad outfit. I'm going to take. The little bit of Elastic Lad potion that I have. Now, the Elastic Lad potion has been hanging out for a long time. So much so that 
it's sort of lost its efficacy. So it doesn't lo- it doesn't last as long as it once did. So he's got to bring it with him and then basically at you know in between bouts he will he'll make quick work of all these guys and then and then take sips of the potion and and that's that. So he's like, "All right." So then he shows up and he's like, "I'll do it." And he's like, "Oh, wait." The referee is like, okay, announce me as my name as Elastic Lad. And the, 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 of course, the manager, the guy who's in charge of all of it's just like, uh oh. You've got to be kidding me. Uh oh. This kid. And so the first person he takes on is the abominable snowman, who. He does not look like an abominable snowman. He looks like a lion. Right. He, he he's blo- it seems like he's blowing frost from his mouth but it's a dry ice trick trick that Jimmy Olsen is well aware of and so the so Jimmy allows himself to be put in uh, that looks like a full Nelson and yes I know what these no I don't let's <laughs> say it yeah it looks like it, it's that that maneuver is called a full Nelson and he's driven him to the ground and Jimmy's like yeah, okay. And then he looks <laughs> out in the, in the audience and he realizes that Lucy Lucy is just sitting. She's like, oh, he's like, I just need to borrow. She's on a date with some guy. <laughs> right. And instead of being upset, as Jimmy, you know, certainly would be, and like strangling the suitor, he takes two ice cubes out of her soda. It scares the living daylights out of her. And then... Puts the ice cubes on the abominable snowman's back, and which freaks him out, and he lets go of his hold, and of course, then Elastic Lad. Now, is that legal? Obviously, you've never actually witnessed a professional. I have not. Is that okay? Is is it like anything is legal? Technically, so long as there's no actual weapons. Technically, it's not legal, but but uh, rules get overlooked. Okay, so you know how. You know how you skate in roller derby? Oh, it's that thing. And how... Oh, it's that thing. Right. Like, people, when they think of roller derby, they think of the old roller derby that's all, like, fixed and does all kinds of... Where you see girls literally jumping onto the backs of the other girls and tearing their helmets off and smashing their face into the floor. Exactly. Yeah. But how now it's it's an actual sport that actually is played with people... And who don't want to and they have rules murder each other exactly so in this case professional wrestling still is very scripted they still do it to this day there there everything has like scripted timelines it used to it was a lot more it was a lot more primitive than it is now now it's a lot more sort of quote unquote sophisticated i don't know i don't really know i don't watch I, I've stopped watching wrestling a very long time ago. Mm-hmm. But at some point, like, there are things like people eventually will, like, often people go under the ring and they pull out a folding chair. And they hit the person. And they hit the other it. person. Now, at what point the people who do wrestling say, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't keep these folding chairs underneath the ring. Uh, nobody's figured that out yet. <sighs> So, 
it's all terribly scripted. And so they, they do allow stuff like this. But then there's a guy named the Gladiator. And he takes on the Gladiator. Basically, Jimmy goes in. It's just over and over again. It is a thing where Jimmy just sort of allows himself to be... Pinned momentarily. And then he comes around and he does all kinds of... Weirdness. Weirdness. Like he put, he like sort of snaps the gladiator into some kind of a human tight rope and ties him up and lets the bee... Then there's the bee and... He wraps his tongue around the bee and flips him over. Right. He, yes. That's gross. That's, no. Why, why the bee isn't just going... Ew, what is, ew, God, Jimmy, ew, come on. So at this point, the hour's almost over, and the guy who's the manager, is that what Or the manager or the promoter, he figures out that Jimmy's Elastic Lad potion is kept right by the, right, is kept at the side of the ring. It's so not as though he's been keeping it a secret. It's true. He's been openly swigging it right before every match. So he he takes the thing and he gives it to Ugly Superman, who he's about to fight. And so Ugly Superman steps in the ring and... Apparently there's five minutes to go, I think. Right. And so Jimmy decides that he's like, all right, well, I'm in trouble. Because he real he finally real he realizes that Ugly Superman has the has the stretchy powers. And Jimmy does not. Although, I do think it should be noted that when Jimmy originally got the stretchy powers, he had no control over them whatsoever. Right. So it stands to reason, reason that neither should this guy. With ugly Superman. Yeah. Well, the thing about J- Jimmy then grabs Ugly Superman by the nose, stretches it out, turns it into a jump rope, and starts jumping rope over it. And he then, Ugly Superman is starting to pin him, and things look kind of bleak, but... So he's like, I'm going to win this $5,000 for charity. He says, he wish I could call Superman. He checks the time. He grabs the bottle of Elastic Lad Potion. He throws it up in the air. At the precise moment. That Superman is flying over after being launched out of a cannon. So that Superman knocks into the ugly Superman, or like he gets knocked by the backdraft or whatever, and then he falls down, and then Jimmy pins him, and then Jimmy wins $5,000, and then the next day, he loses arm wrestling to an intern. Right. And then there's jokes, haha. Right, and everybody's like, haha, look at the crazy irony. Yesterday you defeated all these wrestlers, and today you can't defeat... A young boy in an arm wrestling contest. All right. Then it brings our first ad. We uh, have another poem. We have Tootsie Roll Makes History. History says when Columbus sailed, a new world was his goal. But the inside story is he was seeking Tootsie Roll. Now, they are not using limericks. His goal was not the new world. Uh, That is true. I'm going to fight the 1950s historians. Look, it is very true what you're saying. I'm not saying that it is not true, but it was uh, what they were talking about now. And they still, to this day, talk about Columbus discovering America. I'm going to fight the 1950s historians. just, just, Just let it go and acknowledge 
that this is some kind of misrepresentation. Fight them all. And move on. I think it's probably, it would be best for all assembled. Because if we don't, then we'll, like, again, once again, never, would never get out of it. Then we see the many fantastic faces of Superman in the Superman Annual, in this sensational album of his greatest adventures, selected from thousands of stories printed over the last 20 years. You'll find them reenacted in the next Giant Superman Annual. So there's Brainy Superman, Old Superman, Mummy Superman, Goofy Superman, Ugly Superman, Superman as a Lion, and all these other things. And then we see, at last, a collection of original origin stories of your favorite Superman. Superman, Batman Team, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, John Jones, Challengers of the Unknown, Adam Strange, Green Arrow... All together in one magazine. What about the Joker? Secret Origins. No. They don't really care that much about villain origins at this point. Okay. The villain origins don't really come out until... I mean, of course, obviously, there are some, like, the accident that caused Lex Luthor to lose all of his hair and he blamed Superboy and becomes that's how Lex Luthor becomes mm-hmm. Superman's uh, worst enemy which is kind of dumb well it's true <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why which is probably why they had to reinvent him as more of a business guy right as more of a greedy business guy than a guy who was upset that somebody made him bald so then uh, we have Peg. I don't Peg, like of course, this one either. Is a teen, and teen, and Peg has been given a, a job, job as a secretary. And she answers the phone, and Peg's dad shows up, and he's like, "Hey, how's my daughter working out?" And the boss goes, "Uh, not bad, but uh, I don't like the way that she answers the telephone." So she is answering the telephone. Uh, in classic teen fashion. I don't like this. And, uh, you know, I, this is not something that people now do. But... I, I do that. <laughs> but, so when people talk on the phone, especially then, like, first of all, you know, there was the whole cord, so they couldn't really go very far. So to get comfortable, a lot of times people would, like, lie down and put their feet up against the wall. This is a classic teen pose. It would, I'm mm-hmm. sure if you watched uh, Bye Bye Birdie, this pose would be in there somewhere. Yeah, it is. Okay, then we have coming super attractions. And it's Superboy. And then it's calling Lana Lang fans, calling Lois Lane fans. And uh, so it's Lois Lane's trap for Lana Lang. (laughs) And then there is Superboy. How Superboy became the unwanted orphan. And then in Action Comics... Perry White gets superpowers. <laughs> where he becomes it basically like Superman. And he becomes Masterman. I don't know why they chose Masterman. I don't like that. And then the unknown Supergirl. And then in Adventure Comics. Oh, I like this one. They have the Bizarro Mixes Piddling. I wanna see that. I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I wanna see that. 
I wouldn't even know like how. The, I think they translate his pos- uh, his thing is that uh, he uses his powers, his fifth dimension bizarro powers for good. I want to see that. Well, you know, maybe someday, maybe someday you will. All right. I don't know how that would translate. So that is what's happening in the super attractions. Then we have our second story. Would you like to read this one? Or... Sure. Okay. So now. You know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I sometimes have a habit of perhaps extending my introduction. I will of throw my, my water glass on you. I am very look, it's as a father, I'm a proud father who loves his daughter very much and wants and celebrates it and tries to give her every opportunity that she can. Except you won't let me talk. So now, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to do any of the prep work. You're I'm doing just, it right now. I'm just going to let her... I'm going to let her read the text of the story. Whenever she's ready... She can just get right up there, and I will just step out of the way, and I will, I'll, I'll just talk. I will just let her go, because, you know, I should just let her go. So, I will just, that's what I will do. I will stop talking, and I will just allow her to be herself. Stop talking. And. You've said you're going to stop talking. How about you stop talking? And now. Stop talking. I, there she is. Stop talking. That's what she sounds like. Stop talking. Elf on rolling. <sighs> if you're an admirer of Jimmy Olsen, this story is not for you. For this is the amazing tale of a young man who betrays the human race and joins evil forces that wish to enslave the world. Yes, incredible as it may seem, Superman's villain as ruthless as any in history when he turns his back on mankind, on mankind in order to become the king of the giant ants. Right, and now we see Jimmy Olsen riding in giant ant going, That's it, friend, knock the tank over. These puny soldiers are no match for our huge ant army. And then the soldiers are running away going, Look, gasp, Jimmy Olsen is leading the giant ants against us. Is it possible that he's become our enemy? Yes. So, the story begins at, we see Jimmy Olsen, who, as we all know, is the man of a hundred faces. Disguise dude. And he, I guess he's, he, he went through his inventory and he's like, you know what? All of my hats seem to be worn out. I need to go get some new hats. So he goes to the costume store and he buys a bunch of new hats. And he takes this big box of hats and he puts it in the back of his jalopy and he drives away. But as he's driving away, Mr. Mix's Piddlick is flying overhead with his hat that mysteriously falls off and then down, 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 down the rabbit hole into Jimmy's box hat, hat right. box. So uh, <laughs> Jimmy then goes home and he tries on all these new hats in the mirror and the first one being a gaucho hat. Do you know what gaucho is? No. It is a... Is it the one with the pom-poms? It is a South American cowboy. Okay. 
So it's not the one with the pom-poms. No, it is the one with the pom-poms. Okay. Clearly. I mean, you can see in the photo, in the, the drawing, that it is the one with the photos. And then he does, and then he has the Russian Cossack hat. I want to know, I want to see the story where he goes undercover as a Russian Cossack. Mm. And then, because he then does the uh, the Russian Cossack dance, which is really hard to do. Yep. I remember when we would do it as a child, we would never like bend down or do anything like that. But like you have to do the posture, you have to do it super low and it's really difficult to do. Yep. And, but like, you know, when we were kids, we barely, we kind of like Frankensteined around and go, hey! <laughs> Because yeah. that was the, that was the classic. That was like, hey! I was in Fiddler on the Roof, I know. Well, that's not necessarily Fiddler on the Roof. I know, but I know what the stereotype of it is because Fiddler on And then he tries on this super little derby. And then for some reason wishes for money. Woohoo! And then gets a bunch of money. And then looks in the hat band. And he sees, hey! This is Mr. Mix's Pedalix's hat. So he wishes for superpowers because he figures that it's the source of Mr. Mix's Pedalix magics. And he gets all the Superman superpowers except for one thing. He wishes that he's not affected by kryptonite. Right. So he goes... Well, he says he's specifically green kryptonite. Green kryptonite. So... He then flies out. He then gets a, a something comes over the the, uh, the wireless that says we interrupt this program for a flash for the sixth day. Professor Lang, the noted explorer who is on an expedition, is he on Lang's father? I don't. They don't mention that, so I'm going to say no. So basically, he's in the Brazilian jungle and is not answering radio signals. So he then goes up, up, and away. And then goes to Brazil. All right, he flies to Brazil, but on the way, unfortunately, the friction of him flying burns up Mr. Mix's Pitalix's hat, so he can no longer wish. I mean, no, but okay. So then Jimmy shows up at Professor Lang's and is like, "Hey, what's 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 the what's the four one one? Give me the deets." As the kids might say. They wouldn't. They might. They won't. Uh, then he's like, hey. He's like, you know, this used to be a place where giants lived. But the giants are gone. But, but the, the giant, giant ants, ants are remaining. I'm glad they didn't tie this to uh, nuclear testing. I'm glad it's not giant cockroaches. But as they go, they are beset. By giant ants. By giant ants. And so Jimmy starts to use his superpowers. And uh, starts to take on the ants. And the ants pull out some kryptonite. And he's like, kryptonite? I laugh at kryptonite. I'm immune to it. Morgo, who I guess is the leader of the ants. I don't know. Or it's Magoro. M-G-O-R-O. Magoro. And And then he's like, strange, it worked on your friend. And he's like, my friend? And he's like... Look, you have super x-ray vision, right? And he's like, yeah. And so he's like, okay, now look at that cave. And Superman's being threatened by kryptonite. And the ant's like, with your superpowers and our armies, we could rule the world. So you're going to lead us or else we're going to kill your friend. Right. So Jimmy's like, all right, I'll do it. And Professor Lang's like, no, Jimmy. And he's like, I'm not letting Superman die. Right. Uh, So 
So he rides a giant ant into battle against a nearby military base. And then he jumps on his personal charger, Lennox, and then charges into to a nearby army base where he, you know, takes over everything and goes crazy and he uh, uses strategy actually right, which to take out the uh to take out the 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 bridge and trap the soldiers and take over everything before they even have a rec- a chance to defend themselves and, and at that moment Jimmy uh, digs a giant hole around all of the ants and it's like ha now you're trapped and so he goes to save Superman, and he punches out the ant that's threatening Superman, and then he flies Superman back to where they were, and he was like, don't worry, I got it, and Superman's like, no, you don't, they made a bridge. Also, ants can climb vertical structures. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's the other thing. <laughs> um, now, they, they also will make bridges. Yeah, but they can also climb vertical structures. Well, sure, there is that. But they And, and they can make themselves rafts. Yeah. But they will also climb. They also do know how to climb up. Um, anybody who has had an issue with ants knows this. Knows very well how much they can climb. But Lennox does get a bunch of kryptonite and starts to threaten. And it looks like the doom, the end for Superman. Because Jimmy has been hypnotized by giant ant thing. But suddenly... He wakes up. Apparently it has all been an horrible dream. Because red kryptonite in the hat band of Mr. Mix's Pidlick's hat. Right. That he was going to come over and do some funkiness with some red kryptonite into Superman, but Jimmy got it instead. Jimmy got it. Jimmy got it instead. That seems to be like a common thing. What? Like someone will be out to get Superman with something, but Jimmy will end up with the thing instead. It's true. So then Superman just destroys Mr. Mix's Pidlick's hat. And they, you know, he's like, oh, these were all just horrible hallucinations. So, the end. Uh, the second Tootsie Roll ad, it is, there's more than meets the eye. The only pop with a center of delicious Tootsie Roll. Go ahead. That's not really a poem. No. It was better when they were limericks. And we, we could make dirty versions of the limericks. We didn't do that, though. But we could have. Yeah, but that's not a good idea. It's true. All right, then we have Jimmy Olsen's Pen Pals. And so, you know, uh, somebody's like, hey, good job on the Wolfman thing. And the surprise ending really fooled him. Um, And then somebody said, okay, wait, wait. Now that Jimmy has a thousand scoops... Shouldn't he be promoted? Right. Can they finally promote him? And Perry, and uh, they're like, yes. But no. As soon as they find a suitable replacement for Jimmy Olsen. So no. But what about that guy that beat him in the arm wrestling? Or what about that guy that they brought in when they when Jimmy got old for a minute? Right. Any number of things. And then somebody's like, hey, you know the you know who's the unsung hero of of Metropolis. It's that Perry White. Can we have something with him with superpowers? And they're like, hey. Yes, dummy. Yes, dummy. Read Action Comics, dummy. Marketing. Alright, so then we have Palisades Park. 
Uh, he, again, once again, Superman telling everybody to go to the Palisades Park. And then uh, Stamps. Stamps. Nothing interesting to say about stamps. Stamps, stampity stamps. And then the Batman annual. Says inside stories of Batman and Robin's top secrets in this giant special. So, you know, once again, it is the uh, the annual, which is basically a reprint of previous stories. All on sale everywhere on June 29th. Now we have Shorty. And Shorty's like, oh, business is bad. I've got something to do. I-, I know. There. They should get people to buy more umbrellas. Rain. Oh, I better hurry before the crowd starts to come in. And I guess everybody bought the umbrellas? I don't know. It's not funny. No, so, he's trying to keep a profit. Right. I don't know. It's dumb. All right. So then brings us to our last story. This is a weird story. The last thing reporter Jimmy Olsen wants is a second childhood, but owing to an amazing accident, Jimmy finds that his worst fears are realized. He has been transformed into a baby! However, since life is full of irony, Jimmy discovers that childhood has its pleasant aspects as well as its difficulties. Yes, Jimmy has the time of his very young life when he becomes Baby Jimmy Olsen! And so uh, we see a baby Jimmy Olsen, on a table, and Lois and Lucy are around him. Lois seems to be disappointed, and Lucy is smiling, and Lois is saying, No, baby, don't throw down pictures of Lucy's boyfriends. Naughty, naughty. And Jimmy is thinking, I'll fix Lucy. I'll get him a good plug for myself. She doesn't dream that I, Jimmy Olsen, have been reduced to to the size of a baby. And then... Jimmy says, me like this man's. He's very pretty. Not how children talk. Well, and then Lucy thinks, oh, this kid picked Jimmy Olsen's picture. Hmm, maybe Jimmy's got some charm at that. I ought to look into it. That's not how children talk. And that's not how people are influenced by babies. Correct. All right, so uh, it is the occasion of Jimmy Olsen's birthday. Again. Yet again. Uh, so it is... Still not 21. And so it says, hey, Lois, I know Lucy mm-hmm. moved into you, in with you. She just moved in? I thought that they lived together. No. She would only stay with her when she had air flight stops in Metropolis. So where did she live before? Her own place. She had an apartment, remember? Maybe? I guess not. She had her own apartment. I guess she did, but now she's living in with Lois. With a big old dog. Right. No, was that her dog? That was her dog. What do you think happened to the dog? Oh. Coyotes got him. That was a great dame. Coyotes don't get great dames. Sometimes they do. You know, they always attack in packs. All right, so Jimmy is coming over to just hang out. She's like, oh. So she is, uh, he's staying there, and suddenly out comes Lucy. Lucy. And. With a dress that matches her hair color. And Jimmy is standing right there, doing his crossword puzzle. But, you know, trying to be a nuisance, I really think. Like, trying to, like, gum up the works yeah. for Lucy. But suddenly, like, 
Lucy's boyfriend shows up. And he's an old dude with a goatee. And a beard. That's a goatee. And a mustache. And so they're like, hey. Oh. So the uh, the guy comes with uh, candy and a bouquet of roses. That's ginormous. And he says, oh, okay. Uh, and then uh, she says, be a darling and put them in a vase. I don't want to keep the commander waiting. So they leave. And Jimmy feels bad. He's like, why did I do this to myself? Because you're an idiot. And he's like, man, oh, man, what do I have to do to attract Lucy? Get gray-haired overnight? Now, other listeners may know that there was a time when Jimmy had taken a potion, and that potion made him an adult. And it basically screwed up his life. So he... He thinks, I'll be better this time. I know how to do the things. Right. And so then like, he drinks it. And then he drinks it. And then Lois is like, no, Jimmy, you idiot. So he drinks it. And he's like, hmm, Superman told me to destroy this age acceleration because someday I might get into trouble with it. But Superman's a worry wart. What could go wrong if so I took many a few things. things of these serums? You Dude, not... you've done this before. You, you know not... what goes wrong. Do you remember every adventure you've ever had, ever? And so, of course, because Jimmy just loves drinking phantom liquids, he turns into a baby. Instead of getting older, he gets super younger. And so... He's like, oh, man. Uh, I'm screwed. And so he's there naked. So he then, uh, he says, a midget once enacted the part of Super Baby for a play to entertain orphans. They like to be called little people. Yeah. So he's like, all right, well, I am going to go and I'm going to go screw up Lucy Lane's life anyway as a baby. So he gets on a tricycle and... Rides a tricycle to, uh, to the Daily Planet. Where and... he goes through his desk and then Perry White gets him and is like, what? And then Jimmy's like, oh, I have to fake being a small person. So he grabs his cigar and just basically starts smoking. He's like, hey, what's the big idea? Yeah, I'm a midget. And uh, so he's like, I'm taking over. And uh, so he's giving... Perry White the business for no particular reason. And then he goes to Lois Lane's where he uh, puts himself in a bassinet and attaches a note to him and knocks on the door. And of course, then Lois Lane goes, good gracious, Superboy, somebody's left a baby on my doorstep. And there's a note lying on its blanket. Maybe I'll explain where the child comes from. This trope is highly overused. Highly overused and... Not realistic. Who's to say? Like, you're leaving it on some stranger's doorstep. Who's to say that that person is going to deal with them? No, it's a friend. If it is a friend, wouldn't she be able to contact her? Mm. All right. So, so, oh, I'll say he's a he's a rich man's son. This golden rattle looks like it came from Spiffany's. Because they don't have Tiffany's, I guess, in Metropolis. And Tiffany sells rattles. They do. It's <sighs> so they do. The baby doesn't care. Because rich people... The baby doesn't care. But rich people want to buy baby gifts. And so Mr. Tiffany was like, I know what I'll do. I'll make some uh, silver baby rattles. But the baby doesn't care. 
Yes, but the parents care. That's the thing. The parents don't need to care. The well? Maybe we'll just drool all over the silver rattle. I don't know if you're aware of this, <laughs> Elpum, but I'm going to get real with you for a moment. Sometimes people are concerned with status. Oh, I'm fully aware. No, I just think it's stupid. Well, it might be stupid, but people sometimes are concerned with status. Yes, but do you need a silver Tiffany baby round? No, but people are concerned with status. Yes, you keep saying that. So they want to show that they have status. Yes, I'm aware. And one of the ways that you get status uh huh, is through a Spiffany's baby rattle. Yes, but that's still stupid. Right, but sometimes... Yes, I acknowledge what you're saying, and you need and you need to acknowledge the fact that it is stupid and move on. I did say it was stupid. All right, then why do you keep on trying to explaining it to me? Well, I'm just telling you. No, no, no. I know. Please continue with this story. Somehow I feel as though we have gotten off track. So then Lucy shows up, and she's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna be a super cute baby." So he uh, then. He trashes all of the photos with the exception of Superman and Jimmy Olsen. And then uh, picks up the photo of Jimmy Olsen and says, Jimmy Olsen's pretty. And then Lucy's like, yeah, I guess he's pretty. And then Jimmy doesn't want to eat his food. So Lucy's like, okay, I'm going to give you a kiss on the cheek if you eat the spinach. And you, That's just Jimmy. And so Jimmy is just getting all Jimmy, kinds of Jimmy, you little weirdo. So then the guy before shows up and is like, hey, the door was open. So I walked in. He's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, hey, he's taking care of this baby. And then the kid and then the man picks up the kid and the kid starts beating Beating him him. up. (laughs) And then eventually grabs a hold of his beard and pulls it. And then it turns out that he is not, in fact, a commander, but he is a mob guy. He is masquerade mobster. The masquerade mobster. A crook who always uses a different uniform to pull a job. He then pulls out a gun and then holds him hostage. However, Jimmy, thinking quickly, calls Superman. Calls Superman by waving a white, a red cape, cape out yep. of his window. He he rolls a red cape out of his window, and as we all know, Superman is constantly monitoring uh, Lois's apartment. So then he shows up and he sees a baby and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I am Jimmy Olsen, your pal. I use this red cape because I didn't have my signal watch. I drank the old person thing and it made me young and I'm sorry. I know it's stupid, but I do need help. So he's like, I should take you across my knee and spank you. A super spanking. That would be really, really painful. Mm-hmm. It's like, but instead, they then uh, orchestrate a big, crazy plan. To make him think that it's Super Baby. Right, that it is Super Baby. And uh, he busts out, and he does his heat vision, and uh, the gun melts, but it's only because Superman is just hanging out in the background. And then he 
Throws the crook in a cage and calls the police. No, not a cage. That's a crib. That's a crib. Or a playpen. Playpen. And so the girl sit on top of it, and then uh, he then goes, and then they bring him back, and then Superman. Okay, so apparently, to fix this, uh, all you need are several implements that are already in everybody's in everybody's uh, bathroom. In everybody's medicine cabinet, they have the stuff to make an antidote for a super-growing potion. Oh. So he then whips something up really quickly and then uh, makes makes it better. And he's like, well, he's like, I'll explain, Jimmy. It's your birthday tomorrow, and I didn't want Lois and Lucy to get angry when they discovered the trick you played on them. So, as your birthday present, he covered for him. So, uh, you know. so that's a very clever way to get yourself out of buying Jimmy a birthday present. Right. Then, as the end of the story, that is the end of our third story. And then at the bottom, there is an ad for the Tootsie Roll ice cream bar. Never heard of this before. That actually sounds kind of good. And it says, everybody's looking for the new Tootsie Roll ice cream bar. Best lick on a stick. I think they should do the limericks. Actually, no. I really found the limericks to be tiresome and boring after a while. Like, they were really awful. Yeah. So then we have the back. And then there's very quickly the back pages. We have George Jowett. Hey, skinny, I can see your ribs. Don't be skinny. Look at all these different fonts. Lots of fonts. Lots of impossible image ideals. And then, Cloverine Salve's Photo Ring. Woohoo! By Guessing the Americans. It is Ben Franklin, Betsy Ross, not Davy Crockett, the other guy. Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. It might be Davy Crockett. And Paul Reville. Paul Revere. It might be Davy Crockett. I think it's Davy Crockett because he's got a coonskin cap. Right, and Davy Crockett has the song. Yeah. The other guy doesn't. Yeah. Who is the other guy? Daniel. Daniel Boone. Boone. Right, there is no Daniel, Daniel Boone. Yeah, no. He walks across the forest. Yeah, no. Daniel, Daniel Boone. You can stop now. He dies at the Alamo. Whenever you feel like it. Okay. Here is the story of a man named Jed. Stop. A poor, a poor mountaineer bear. He kept his family fed. Sorry. That's, okay, that's, we're ending that's the now. podcast now. Thank you for listening, that's ladies now. and gentlemen. Support your local Hill. roller derby. Goodbye. Once again, uh, we would. I would like to thank you all for listening. Subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, write us a review. All the lovely things. If you could, that would be lovely. Ah, oh, just so lovely. Thank you. Just, you know, seriously, guys, it's now been over a year, and I don't know how many people are living are listening out there. I know that some are, and I want to thank those people, like, super sincerely, because, you know, it's, it's nice to know that you're just putting stuff out there and somebody's listening to it, yep. as opposed to, you know, and people that you don't know. That's that's also good that uh, you get people that you don't know. Yep. So, you know, and then follow us on all the things. You can drop us a line at otherpalspod at gmail.com to correct stuff for us. I don't know. No. No, no correcting. If you have a correction, please write it on us, write it on a scroll and uh, illuminated, illuminated, heraldically correct. And uh, preferably have your uh, have your your valet delivered to us or eagle.
Right. Or owl. Any bird, really. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Other Pals Pod. And thank you to the Spin Doctors for once again not suing us. And until then, this is Gary Rowling. This is Ella Plum Rowling. And together, we say, as we always say, Superman away. Superman away.